Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host, Anna Gammons, the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to see how we as very complicated and wonderful humans have expressed ourselves through time. Now, this week's interview is with actor-come-singer-songwriter Michael Cook. Now, this guest I had so much fun interviewing because Michael, first of all, is probably the most chilled human being I've had the pleasure of interviewing. We talk about his new album Doing Alright and we talk about his single Losing My Mind for Nothing among other things but Michael also talks about how his career did not start with music. He was first destined to be an athlete and then the tides changed slightly and he became an actor and is still currently acting in many things you probably will have seen but we do talk about his music career and how you know staying creative is really important for Michael personally and also during this time specifically and as a creative person myself that was something that really resonated with me so here is my interview with actor and singer-songwriter Michael Cook enjoy Michael Cook musician welcome how are you I'm great I mentioned that you are a musician at the top of this interview, but can you describe your music for the listeners? Because I always think it's really nice coming from the artists themselves. Well, you know, it's hard to sort of put my finger on it. I'd say there's, there is elements of singer-songwriter in, in the music that I write, and I do, but I, I feel as though you get the full sound and the full experience when you've got like a full band. So I think there's sort of a mixture of loads of different genres in the style of music that I do. Well, would you call it pop or is it more indie I, I, I would definitely say the songs there that really jump out is indie music I, I feel as though there is a sort of pop element too to any type of music that's melodic because like pop music is just popular music and it's and that's that is one sort of element that I do take from music is it does need to sound melodic and you, so you have a very interesting journey to becoming a musician because you didn't just start off doing music. You were an athlete and then an actor. Can you talk a little bit about how you came to your music career and a little bit about your background? Well, when I was younger, everything was sort of aimed. Like I started doing athletics, running. I was a middle distance runner and I, was, I found that I was actually, I was, I was pretty good at it and everything was sort of aimed towards having a career in athletics I really want I really wanted to go to the Olympics like any sort of athlete but when I got to about 17 18 the progression from being a junior athlete to going into being a senior athlete I think I struggled a bit with that and before I knew it it was not working out seeming the realization that you don't have the belief anymore that you you can actually go and have a career in this sort of industry that sort of came to me around about that age and I think once you get that sort of idea in your head it's really it's really tough to come back from it so I decided the natural progression, if you're not going to be a professional athlete, is going to do coaching. So I went to college, picked up a qualification in sports coaching and performance, and I started at the very bottom of the sort of academic ladder. And naturally, the progression for me was to go in and do sports science the year after I did this sort of entry-level course. But I got a letter from the college after I passed that course saying that I hadn't been accepted. I was sort of left in the dark. Like I didn't really know what to do with myself. So I looked at what things I was interested in and what I liked. And I found that I, I, I used to collect films, like DVDs. I had a, a huge uh, collection of DVDs. I used to buy one every week. And I thought, well, I love acting, like, like actors and watching movies and stuff. But I didn't have any background in acting, but I thought, why not become an actor? I thought it's quite ambitious, go from... <laughs> I love that, because most people... It be a lot of fun. Most people would have been like, I mean... 
I, I don't know how to do this. I don't have any contacts, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, yeah, I think I want to do this. <laughs> like I always had this idea that I never wanted to live two days of the week because I'm working five days. I wanted to live every day and do something that really sort of gave me meaning, really. Like something that you'd really find purpose in and something that you could go out and you enjoy and you're not just going to a job that's a grind that you hate every day. So I thought acting could do that. I looked up the local acting course, decided to apply. I got this letter through saying, right, we'll have your interview on this date. But I found there was this piece of paper in the application form. And it had like it was it had a load of words on it that were it looked like I was like this looks like a story. Wait a minute! I looked at the the sheet and it says interview and audition. It was a scene from Blood Brothers. But I went to the audition and the, the interview did my interview. The head of the college of course asked me right go up and do your audition now, and I've never felt as nervous in my life. And my heart, I thought my heart was going to come through my chest and it didn't stop right through the whole audition. I was still nervous. Like I could physically feel myself shaking and I was, I felt humiliated after doing it. It was actually, that was actually my first experience ever of doing anything acting wise. Like I felt really embarrassed. I left, went home and decided, right, I, I can't leave it like that. I need to email the, the, the head of that course and tell them, look, I'm really sorry about my audition. I was just really nervous. Oh, could, could I start? Like, is there an, is is that is there an earlier course that I can go on and do? It, like an like an NC is the, the the entry level for college. It's just a national certificate. Mm. And I says, could I could I go in and do that course? But the, the the lecturer got back to me and says, no, we loved you. We'd love you to come and do the course. We're going to give you an unconditional. So I got into that course, but a week later I got a phone call from the sports college, and they said they'd sent me out the wrong letter. Like I'd actually had an acceptance letter. Uh, into the sports science course and says we'd love you to come and do this course but I thought I, was, I think I was still buzzing from doing the from getting into the acting course I says look I've, I've got into this other course I think we're going to go and do that and that's cra- I mean that's great that's a crazy story that's that's what everyone hopes when they get rejected from something they really hope they're like deep down like maybe they sent the wrong letter maybe they got it wrong and it never is the case and it actually did happen with you that's very odd <laughs> Well, that sort of guided me into like everything I'm doing now. It's like I sort of let that door sort of close. I think you sort of realise like when one door closes, another one opens, and is if an opportunity arises, you just need to take it. And mm-hmm. I think it couldn't have been coincidence like this, mm-hmm. like this sort of thing happening. I, 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 I had to take the opportunity. I was quite lucky when I left the course. I got signed off of quite off of quite a good agent in Scotland. And you think when you're young, like really young and you're just really new to something, I think when you get something like an agent or whatever, you think that's it, I've made it now. I can, I can I'm a professional actor, I can go away and do this. But you don't realize that <laughs> that's when the hard work starts. You've just got to stay focused and keep on going. But that was the whole reason that I got into music was because I found early on in the, the acting stuff, it was, it was really tough to get additions. I find, see when you're in Scotland because a, First of all, the opportunities are limited to a certain degree. When you're young, people don't know who you are, so they, they are less likely to take chances on you when mm. you're going for additions. But all you can really do is work on your craft and keep, keep, keep applying and hopefully you get something. Mm. But I remember writing to a casting director and asking her for advice because I says, look, this is mentally, this industry is like really tough. You're constantly dealt with rejection. And I says, how do you deal with that? Like mentally as an actor? 
how do you keep yourself positive and keep yourself sane? And the casting director said to me, look, stay creative, do something creative, like writing or music or even working in a theater, stay connected to your craft, stay connected to what you're doing. Because so many guys sort of just fade away from the industry. So I took that on board and I thought, well, I love music. So I taught myself the guitar and uh, I found, I tried, it's, I, I, I learned how to play the guitar on the internet. Like I watched a guy who teach how to play songs and it was all four chord songs and it was songs that you were interested in. And uh, I'd all, I've always loved music. So I learned the guitar. I found that I couldn't sing the songs that I was learning because I had no concept of like key that you, you you, you might not be able to sing in the key that the original songs played in, so you need to change that. So I really struggled with that. And I, I think I was just, I was, I was messing about one night. And I thought, you know what? I'll try and write my own song. And this song sort of came to me. I played this song. I was like, wait a minute. I actually sound better here when I'm singing. And I think it's because when you're writing a song, you're choosing the key that you're singing in and one that suits your voice. I sort of just fell into that. And I'd, I'd went and I showed my dad this song that I'd says, look, I just wrote this song. Now, my dad doesn't really mince his words with anything. Like, he'll tell you if he doesn't think it's very good. Or he... So I played this song for him and he turned around and went, I said, that's brilliant. I said, that's really, really good. So I sort of started writing songs. And before I knew it, I had a whole like a whole load of songs. And I thought, maybe this could be a thing. I think there's something to say for the fact of, of staying creative in whatever <laughs> way that is. Because a lot of the time, and I speak to a lot of creatives, it is a case that if you're creative in one area, the likelihood is that you can carry that over to a different kind of arena. So that's really interesting that yours was acting and then music. So, so you didn't have formal training to be a musician then. This, this was kind of all on you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have any formal training to do to do with music. I'd say music is different from acting in that sort of sense. Like singer-songwriters, I think, guys, th- th- this is what I love about music, is the fact that you've got complete sort of creative control over it. But on the other hand, the responsibility is 100% on you. It isn't like you're getting a, a script that's that's amazing writing and you're working with an amazing director with an amazing cast that could almost carry you through it because I'd, I always, I always loved the saying where it was a good director could make a bad actor look great, but a bad director could make a good, a good actor look pretty average. So music's sort of different. There's a wee bit more responsibility on music because you play the song, people either like it or they don't like it. And it's a very short period of time. Somebody will listen to a minute of a song and just press next on their phone. It's so easy just to get a song. You need to catch people right away with it. And that's the, that was the sort of melodic like element of it that I sort of focused on. I think you sort of learn from the music that you, that you like because you say, look, this worked for those guys, that sort of melodic structure that they're using. Like that's, that works. There's sort of, there is only so many chords that you can use on a guitar and so many instruments you can use it's how do you make it work for you good answer and you also answered my question that i was going to ask which is what how do you find that singing and songwriting compares to your other creative endeavors but you've kind of spoken about that like the fact that it's it's your responsibility that you can be completely 100 authentic in that because someone's not giving you a script can i ask who you've been influenced by and also where do you get your ideas from first of all the the, the influence that i've had like i've got a wide range of influences guys that i listen to now like i've always listened to likes of bob dylan neil young jackson brown Joni mitchell i think once you you, you you get into like that style of music it's like you go down and you you start discovering guys that probably folk have never heard of and that and there's a like there's a whole scene there like i think music sort of changed in the 60s like the beatles brought the sort of pop element to it Dylan and Neil Young and that they brought the sort of folk element to it the birds they brought the sort of folk and pop element to it so those are the guys that I've I've always listened to 
if you can write a good song that's got a story to it, these guys, it's like they're writing great songs that really mean that like, people can connect to. I think that's the main thing is that people connect to the music that they're, that they're doing. So, plus, I do like modern music as well. Obviously, like I love Stereophonics, probably one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Yeah, absolutely. And it is about connection as well, in the same way that acting is about connection, right? Like that's kind of why. And within any creative endeavor, I think you're trying to make connections, aren't you, between you and the people watching, listening, looking at what you're doing. De- definitely. Judah, you know it is. It's, I think. See, when you listen to a song, listen to a song. There's there's universal truths in it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that someone connects to. It's like when someone asks you, oh, did that mean this? Is this what that meant? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it meant. But if that's what someone's getting from it, I think that's, that's important because there's some, obviously something that's universal in what you're singing that someone is connecting to. So I, I, I think that's, that's important. I guess that leads us nicely on to talking about your new album, which is called Doing All Right. It was released on the 2nd of November. Can you talk us through some of the ideas behind the songs on this album and its overall conception? How did this album come to fruition? And we are going to play as well, Losing My Mind for Nothing at the end, so the listeners can hear what it is that we're talking about. (laughs) Do you know, I've never really looked at it like, oh, right, I'm going to have a career in music, so I need to do this, 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 and this. I think when you're being creative, it is sort of, it's a, it's a sort of way of life. Like, I think with anything that you want to be successful in, it needs to be a, be a way of life for you. It's, I find you get a lot of guys doing singles because the idea is, right, I want to put a single out and I need to market a single. And it comes and goes. It's, it's gone like that. Like, it could, you listen to a song three or four times, and then you're probably fed up with it. I just, I, I, I sort of just found that I had a load of songs at the time and I thought I went through the process of writing them, went through the process of getting them recorded. And before I knew it, it's like you stumble across it and it's like, wait a minute, I've got eight songs here recorded already. So you know what? I could do an album here. But you find that I think when you're writing a load of songs at one period of time, that the concept is sort of still is there. Is, it isn't a coincidence that the songs sort of match up and theme a lot of the time. Because I think it's, it's coming from like a period in your life. And I sort of write songs from observing what's going on and things that like you see in your own life. And and I just, I just found that I had a load of songs there. I listened to them back and I thought, you know what, that could be a pretty good album there. You're so chilled about everything. I really like it. it, it it's refreshing because I think a lot of people in the industry are, are kind, of, kind of trying to, stay afloat and keep it going and and it, it can be quite a anxiety inducing industry i do still get that like you do get the anxiety or the, the the doubt comes into your head but i just i just remind myself like look the only thing that i've got control over is the creative side and getting putting the music out for people to listen to like i can't force i can't make somebody sit down and listen to the music or like with the acting stuff the, the acting then this just sort of fell flat in its face uh, this year so there's been no acting work. There's been very, very little, or next to nothing, yeah, acting-wise. So it's like, look, I've got control over writing songs. I can write a song. I don't need anyone to give that to me. I can do that. I can get it recorded. It's like, I can only do what I'm in control of, so... Yeah, that's a very healthy attitude to have. Your new single, uh, Losing My Mind For Nothing, I'd love to talk a bit about this specific song because it also has a very poignant video as well. Well, do you, do you know this song? I think, I, I remember I used to listen, when I was listening to interviews of artists that I love, like I'd listen to Chris Martin or uh, Paul McCartney. These guys, what they would turn around and say is, oh, you know, the best songs, they come to you in five minutes. It's like a surge. 
you know that is true? It is so true. When I'm writing a song, it's like, I don't think an awful lot of it isn't intentional. You get a sniff of something. I think Noel Gallagher used to call it fishing. You're sitting playing the guitar, hoping that you're going to come up with something. And I, I just don't question it. I just hope that I do come up with something. I was literally, the opening line to that song is summertime, but all I see is rain. And believe it or not, that is the Scottish summer. You can definitely believe it. It's the same in London. <laughs> so I was sitting on my bed. That was literally the first line because I looked out my window. I had this melody that, like I said, I thought, like, that sounds, I think there could be something there. But I think you sort of go on a journey with a song and you write it and you don't know how it's going to turn out at the end. You don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know if it's going to be a good song or if there is really anything there. And luckily with that song, I sort of went on a journey with it. Things just came and it flowed. And before I knew it, I had this sort of song. Let's say, go and get it recorded. An awful lot happens in the in the studio where you're able to bring other elements that you're not able to bring with just an acoustic guitar. And uh, luckily enough, that song was just one of those ones that it came out pretty well. With the video... That was a real opportunity for me because being an actor, I thought, right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make uh, music videos, what I want to do is bring the acting side to it. And I'm lucky that I know an awful lot of like really good actors that who know me. So it's it's hard to get like actors who want to do music videos and stuff at times. And I, I, I met with a director friend of mine's, and we sort of discussed, look, we want to go down the narrative route with this. We, we both have creative freedom on on the project, so we sort of just bounced ideas and. <laughs> I never really realized this. We're sitting on the set with the with the two actors who are in the music video. And the director, the way he sort of discussed it, he says, look, this song, what we want to do here is we want to show the, the poignancy of this song because it's sad lyrics underneath a happy melody. And I'd never really thought about it like that. I'd never, I'd, I hadn't really noticed that, but obviously that was what, that was the element that, that he'd got from it. I'd obviously, I'd learned something about that song when he... We did that video and it brought a completely different aspect to it. And what would you say in your words is the story of the song? What is what is it for you that losing my mind for nothing? Is that is that a relationship idea for you or I think it could be about relationships if it's like if that's what you, you connect to with it. Mm. But I think it's I think it could be it could be more personal than that as well. It's I think it could be about the overall it could definitely be about the overall anxiety of, of anything like when you do maybe take things and that aren't in your control. Mm. and get worked up about it and then you realize because i think do you know there is only one element of that song that i could really sort of say that that there was that i thought of at the time was that things aren't as bad as the first scene it's bad when you when you do think about something you have this sort of catastrophic idea in your head of how bad something's going to be and it's never quite as bad as the as the idea of how bad it's going to be so i think in mental health terms that is literally called catastrophizing people do that i definitely do that you're like oh it's 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 all or nothing it's gonna be the end of the world if i don't do this or if this happens or you know i think that's um that's kind of a comforting feeling though that that you're right we deal as humans much better with things when they actually happen what do you hope that listeners will take from listening to your music and i suppose what i think you might say is that you hope that they will interpret it the way they want to. But please, I mean, answer it however you... <laughs> Do you know, see, to be honest, going back at what the song is about, I think I'm sort of clutching at what it's about. I think when I write a song, I sort of let go of it after I've wrote it. And I don't really, I don't think about it too much. I don't, I don't sit and think, like, this is what this song's about and this is, like, this is what it needs to be and this is, this is what it was for me. To be honest, I couldn't really tell you what it was for me at the time because it, it comes and goes and I feel like... When I'm writing a song, I think it sort of feels like 
I need to get it out. I need to get it out, and I'll met, and I'll, I'll 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 play for hours until I get this thing out. It's almost like you've got an itch and it needs you need to scratch it. So for when I'm writing a song, once I get that out, the relief's gone, but then the itch comes back right away. So I go on and I try and write. I, I go and I'm writing something else, and I'm it's a constant process of going forward. So I sort of let go of the song as soon as I write it, and hopefully somebody takes something from it because I believe I'm a big believer we're not as unique as we like to think we are and the thoughts that we that go through our head and the thought and the feelings that we have I'm pretty sure there's folk that are going to connect to that so ultimately that's my answer what's the song about that's my that's my actual answer of what the song's about uh, and I hope that people do you know I just hope that somebody can take something from it whether it's a sort whether it's the melody that, or the actual music itself that somebody feels it's uplifting and it brings something to their day and somebody and they enjoy it Ultimately, that's 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 what I hope someone takes from it is that they enjoy the song. Uh, if there's something lyrically that they can connect to, then that that's that's a bonus, and I really really hope that people can connect to it because again, it always comes back to that thing about I think universal truths. Like like you says, you says, oh, there's something vague about it. I think it's really hard to write. I think it's I think it's really difficult writing like really really specifically because how can someone really connect to your specific sort of situation if you write it if you write it like too specific it's like I've done that before like you force a song out I always say that to like the producer I work with quite a lot it's like what I do is I, I could write 10 really really bad songs before I write that one good song and the one good song comes and it comes it comes in five ten minutes well at least 90 percent of it comes in that sort of period of times at uh, time and there's there's wee tweaks in that that you need to do to it but I've, I've, I've sat there for a week with lyrics and a melody that I think is going to work and it doesn't work. It's just like, well, at least, at least I get it out of my system. Yeah. So that's why I could, that, that's the sort of process I go with writing. It's like, write the bad stuff out of your system and then it's gone. You can let go of it and move on. I love that. And, and you also said that you make a point of writing about universal concepts, which is the key to art, right? That's how we all connect. We all know about love. We all know about loss. We all know about the frustrations. We all know about anxiety. We all know about, you know, the journey that is this crazy, crazy life, especially in 2020. Um, but no, I like that. And I like that you've kept it vague so that people can sort of project their own interpretation onto it. I think that's the most important thing with art, right? Because it's subjective. So you can never dictate what you hope someone will exactly take from it because that thing will be different exactly exactly and it can become very self-indulgent when um if you try and be too specific it's like i always remember bob dylan saying like oh you get these songs and you can see that they're trying too hard to write something here they're trying to be too meaningful or they're trying to be like you see they're going to be meaningful or it's not going to be meaningful or it's, go- it's going to be there's going to be something it's like the songs that i've listened to like i think wow that song was incredible mm. but I think when you write a song, you're not going to be able to rewrite that song. Like, or, like you listen to a song that you love, you're not going to be able to rewrite that. You can't. You've just got to do your own thing. And also, I think just not take, don't take yourself too seriously when you are doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's it is supposed to be fun to a certain degree. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Now, Michael, this is the important. Well, they've all been important questions, but the main question I have to ask you is: Where can listeners go to find out more about you and your music and access your new album? Doing all right. So the the album is on all mainstream mediums. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, uh, Spotify. It's uh, if you look up Michael Cook, 
on Spotify. It will be the albums that are doing all right. Uh, you'll be able to, you'll be able to find that quite easily there. I'm on Facebook as under Michael Cook Music. I'm on Twitter at Michael Cook eighty nine, and I'm on Instagram at Michael Cook Official. So you can find you can find out stuff about me there and stuff on Twitter, stuff on Facebook. So do you know I just start I start I just started doing the sort of social media stuff because I realised like the creative side is. I wouldn't say it's the easy side of it, but it's the side that I do enjoy the most. Like, I'm not really, I've, I'd never really been a social media person, but I realised, look, you can't, people aren't going to find you and people aren't going to listen unless you put yourself out there a bit. So that's actually been the biggest sort of challenge for me as sort of putting myself out there because I think ultimately you're always looking at other folk and the other artists that you really admire. You know, you're always looking at them and think, wow, they're so interesting. There's no way that I'm as interesting as that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's easy to sort of shy, shit. Thing, isn't it? <sighs> As, so I think it's a challenge. You've just got to put yourself out there. And so I've started doing that this year. So you'll be able to find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all sort of main, all mainstream mediums like Spotify and that. So I've got myself out there a wee bit now fantastic michael it has been such a pleasure talking to you thank you so much here is michael cook losing my mind for nothing from his album doing all right
told you, chillest human ever. I love it. He's like, yeah, I just kind of thought acting would be a great idea. And then I thought music. And he's so successful at both those things. I think maybe we can all take note. Lovely to talk to you, Michael. Thank you so much for speaking to me. That is all we've got time for on Art Then and Now with me, Anna Gammons. But thank you so much for joining me on Resonance 104.4 FM. And I will see you next week. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your mask and look after each other as I have been saying the most important thing we can all do right now. Bye!